This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Well, folks, you know, of course, that every weekday morning when I'm done, the man comes on, does a tremendous job, 10 a.m. every weekday. Of course, uh, the, the big star of the big three, Fox and Friends, every morning on Fox News. And I love his Saturday Night Show. I've been a guest a bunch of times, One Nation, on Fox News as well. It's my dear buddy, Brian Kilmeade, on a Friday morning. Happy Friday, Brian. How are you, bud? I'm all pumped up. I'm pumped up for this weekend show. I'm pumped up to be on with you. Normally we do in the middle of the week, and then I have nothing to look forward to at all. (laughs) Not even my family. It's just a letdown. But now that I have Friday, I feel like I'm peaking at the right time. You are. uh, Give me some of the, uh, the big guests coming up tomorrow night on your One Nation show on Fox News. You would love it because you and I both had the blend of sports and news. So uh, with Ron DeSantis was invited down to go over to his Little League team, uh, his field that he basically spent his entire youth on from four until he was 16 and went down there to Tampa Bay and uh, met him on his Little League field. We went into the Little League offices with the permission of the Parks Department and we actually found his 1991 World... He got to the Little League World Series. They lost in the first game. Evidently, he had five hits, but uh, wow. one and only game. Uh, but he, he uh, we found the picture of him. He actually had an autograph. His, his name was D. He never, no one ever called him Ron. And you just see a picture of him in a shot of the World Series. We walked on the field. His memories, his, he had one of these parents that showed up at every single game. They went to every single practice. So And then off that field, he gets recruited to Yale by an opposing coach, said, this guy Ron DeSantis can hit. The Yale coach... He finds out about it, watches video, invites him down, and the guy hit 313, four-year starter in college, played left field, and became captain. So, and then went over to Harvard and then over to, to the military. But he says it all started in the baseball field. And, you know, I wrote that book, The Games Do Count, because it's for people like me and you that didn't go pro, but it mattered so much when we played, even though we had, I, I'll just speak for myself. I cared so much about soccer. I played really hard, but I was average at best, played Division Two, and I acted like it was ni- uh, uh, life and death. And I just thought to myself, it was a total waste of time. Uh, so he had all the success, but nobody was thought he was going to play Major League Baseball. So did he waste his time? He said, no, he gave me the framework for everything. Not only that, he got, uh, I think he got a 4-0 in, at Yale, which is not easy. Uh, I understand. I wouldn't know. Um, so, so I just had a chance to, then we had a real conversation. So that's going to be featured. Tyrus is going to be on with Kaylee McEnany. Um, also going to have a feature with Johan Harari. He talks about where dis- basically a distracted nation, what these iPhones have done to us and chat GBT. We'll talk about that. And, uh, Lindsey Graham's going to kick us off. You know, I believe that when he, Graham comes out and says, it's time to start rocketing the cartels. Next thing you know, they actually apologized for killing two of our people and kidnapping the other two. I say apology, not accepted, but isn't that interesting? It is. Uh, and of course not accepted, not enough. And we'll get back to Lindsey Graham in a second, because he's kind of played on both sides of the fence this week, January 6th, not really coming off very Republican, but yet with the cartels like John Bolton and the rest of my buddies and want to bomb everybody. But back to Ron DeSantis. I feel like you guys are getting kind of close, you and Ronnie. I mean, I, I know you're friendly with Trump and Trump loves you, goes on your show all the time, but it's starting to feel like Brian Kilmeade to get an awfully close with DeSantis. I'm just saying, I don't know. Well, I mean, I did spend a day with Yunkin as well. 
I, I think that Mike Pompeo and I, uh, we get along great. I think Nikki Haley does not, she will not come to New York and not do the radio show. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm much more impressed with Nikki Haley than you. So I, I like, I like them all. I just want to get to oh, a chance oh, to get on, on the, hold on a second. Uh, well, once I know what's going on. When did I become Don Lemon all of a sudden? I love Nikki Haley. I just don't think she has oh, you do? chance. Yeah, but I, I love her, but she's got no chance. I love Tim Scott, but he's got no chance. I love Mike Pompeo, but he's got no chance. I mean, anybody with half a brain knows this is a Donnie and Ronnie show, and that's it. One of those two guys is going to win and win easily. But I do like Nikki Haley, but uh, 3% ain't going to get you the job. The only thing I always go back to, because I always look at the other templates, is uh, I remember Barack Obama trailing by 22 points when he got into the race. And they're saying, why is he going now? He's too young. It's Hillary's race. And next thing you know, he chipped away, chipped away, chipped away, and he's got talent, and Hillary doesn't. But she had name recognition and money. So I know Trump is different than everything, but let's just keep your powder dry. Believe it or not, I flipped over and watched Yunkin with Jake Tapper. Now, the only thing that's going to be a successful, if you're a Republican, you you don't want to be the most uh, the most popular Republican. You want to be the most repo- the most popular candidate. So if you can't get moderates and independents, you're wasting your time. You'll be a hero to Republicans, but you will lose. Youngkin's on CNN, and I'm saying it right. He was pretty impressive last night, and people were attacking him, and he just kind of rolled with it. And you know, so he's his weakness was China, and he handled the China stuff. He's been very aggressive on it because you know that Carlton Group, Carlisle Group has been all over China. Yeah. Yep. So that was his weakness that he handled. Since you can't sleep on him either. I do think it's early. The one thing I have to say is Trump has been so strong, so much stronger than everyone thought. Uh, and look at the numbers, to your point, it, at the Emerson poll in New Hampshire, 40-13 over DeSantis. Yeah, yeah. So, and Sununu, I think, is strong. You do, you think they're all also rants. Uh, all, I, I mean, think Sununu let's get them especially. together. Sununu, I mean, he'll be lucky to get 1%. So the last two polls had uh, Don beating Ron, 43-28 and 40-13. to And, of course, this is really all since Ohio. He had a horrible December, Donald Trump. I mean horrible, the Kanye West thing with the neo-Nazi, the stupid trading card thing, ripping up the Constitution. <laughs> but he comes back with a strong January. And all this is going on while the biggest story in the the world today is that he's about to be indicted here in New York. I've got Joe Tacopina, Brian, coming on at 840. That may be the first of maybe three indictments, and it doesn't seem to be bothering the voters or Donald Trump unless he goes to prison. He can be indicted a hundred times. He's still going to run. He's still going to win and may, in fact, be a president holding on to a bunch of indictments. Sid, you must be as enraged as I am. Out of everything going on in this city, we just had a guy that killed somebody that should that violated probation was supposed to be in a rehab for another uh, assault charge. He has 15 prior arrests two days ago. He was in court. No one reported the fact that he left, got kicked out of rehab and should have been right to Rikers. Instead, he goes out and rapes a woman in the Upper West Side. And where is Alvin Bragg? Oh, let me see that 2015 payment to Stormy Daniels through Mike Cohen that was reimbursed. Let me get a grand jury there and let, let's bring in Hope Hicks and all these other people and, and try to intimidate them into giving up Trump for something that happened in 2015 that affects nobody's lives, including Stormy Daniels, who got robbed by Avenatti. For them to go and say this grand jury is ready to indict Trump, which is just a series of allegations, and think that they're going to go waste our money on a trial and be the first indicted former president, 
pure political play. This is horrific. And if you want to divide a country and unite them around Trump, you go ahead and indict him on this. Good luck with that. And in Georgia, you saw the the, the the person in charge, the forewoman in charge of that grand jury, that that lunatic who, who basically <laughs> online declares she's a witch. And she's the one in charge of a grand jury to indict Trump, saying it would have been so exciting to be able to swear him in. I mean, you gotta if you haven't seen this video, you will laugh out loud and then say, wait a second, that's what's going to indict a president in Georgia? So come on. Let, let's just play out. I mean, if you, I'm telling you right now, this Democrats, love, Trump lovers and haters should be outraged by what's going on. I totally agree. And I think all it does is fuels Trump and makes him an even larger candidate. It's going to backfire on the Democrats. They're like, wait a second. Unless he gets, unless he gets convicted. Right. That's a whole other story. But he's got some really good attorneys. I know one of them. So I think he's going to be just okay. But you mentioned all going on here in New York. And that brings me to my friend, the mayor, Eric Adams, of course, talking to the other great Brian Kilmeade. Comes your way at 10 o'clock right after me, Fox and Friends in One Nation. And uh, today the big story with Eric is, is that he wants migrants to receive free college. And Ugh. look, I like the mayor. I'm on record. I'll say it again. I get murdered every day, murdered all over the Internet. I don't care. Just like Trump, I couldn't care less. But times like this, I have a very hard time defending the mayor. This one, this story, Brian, I could have done without. Yes, a uh, hundred illegal immigrants are going to be given an option to go to a year free of college up in Sullivan County. I'm not sure what school this is. Is it Ulster? I'm not. I'm not sure. Ulster CC. I'm not sure. But they get to go to college for free. So okay, put them in a luxury hotel. Give them free food. They don't like it. They toss it out. Let them have party time there. Get a job if you want, but don't worry. We'll give you a stipend. And number two, you guys want to go to college? Anybody here college age? Not unaccompanied minors. Put your hands down. No, just college age. So maybe we'll just bring you up. Actually, you have to put you in dorms, right? Can't let you sleep in a pup tent. Right. So we're going to pay for all of this. It's insane. I mean, don't forget, my mother lives in uh, Kanyanga Lake half the year. Aventura, she's Jewish, the other half, but she lives in Kanyanga Lake, which is on White Lake, which is six miles outside of Monticello, right there in Sullivan County. They're not exactly going to Martha's Vineyard. Just trust me. But I get it. Free college seems like a bit much for these people. So Adams a needs to much. figure that out. Yeah, a bit much. Yeah. Come on, a bit much. <laughs> you can't give illegal. We can't get free college. <laughs> you know what's funny? I said this last week is all these years, you know, I kind of go back and forth with the homeless. For example, Brian, I got a buddy named Tony Oso. Every year he hands out backpacks to the homeless during Christmas. So the last couple of years I've taken part in that. Handed out backpacks to homeless on the street in a walk between Penn Station and the Port Authority. But at the same time, the same day, I could be yelling and screaming what a scourge the homeless are to our society, how they scare our kids, how they're violent, how they're disgusting. I want to get rid of them. And yet, because of the migrants, I find myself feeling more and more sympathetic to the homeless because at least those (laughs) bastards live here. They live here. Right. Uh, They they bowed out of American societies, out of society, out of America, but they're in America. And they're Americans. So we don't know. A lot of them, you know, obviously the ones coming back from war that don't get the proper care, don't have the family structure. Those are the ones you should be prioritized, in my view. Uh, but a lot of people living in a subculture have a close family member living in New Orleans. And they say that they are not only they're homeless, but they're having the time of their lives. When he goes to college at Tulane, 
Uh, he says he drives by, and these people have basically uh, intramural sports going on <laughs> underneath the trestle. They have tent cities. So, I mean, they're making a choice. Oh, uh, they're ducking under. They're trying to avoid Joe Biden's tax structure. So a lot of these homeless are just saying, okay, I'm out. Now, the ones that are mentally ill, uh, Dr. Drew always tell me, he's, he worked on this extensively, mentally ill, do not what you cannot get them in a facility. Yeah. So there's got to be some way to force them in a facility. And the others, the, you know, it's only a small portion, a destitute, harder than luck, lost their job, got kicked out of their apartment. It's only a small number. And the rest are people that have a mental illness or choose to live off the grid. And they, they're screwing up everybody's city. Including Tampa. I was in Tampa a few days ago. I know you know Florida well. And they're saying, I said, what's the number one problem? They got homeless. Yeah, are you kidding me? Well, in yeah, Tampa, you have homeless? I watched you at the diner in Tampa on Wednesday. And I've been to Tampa many times. I've covered a bunch of Super Bowls there, including when the Giants lost to the Ravens way back when with Kerry Collins. That was in Tampa. If you get lost outside of Tampa... It's some of the scariest neighborhoods. I didn't know that. Oh, oh my God. If you get 10 minutes outside of Tampa, you'll be scared to death. So, yes, every city is uh, going through this. Talking about the Super Bowl in Tampa, about 60 seconds to go. Brian, you're a great sports guy. Giants gave Daniel Jones a ton of money. They had no choice. I get it. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. A lot of my friends, including Joe Beningo on this show yesterday from the band, really think that if Rodgers goes to the Jets with that defense, guys like Garrett Wilson on the outside, if that running back comes back, the Jets become a Super Bowl contender. You agree or disagree? No question. Really? Uh, no que- uh, no question. And, and the Giants had no choice. And in a few years, the Daniel Jones... Uh, the Daniel Jones contract will look somewhat normal because all these quarterbacks are cashing in. He's up there in the higher echelon. They say he's under 500, I think 21 and 27, whatever it is. I get it. But he's a quality human being, an unbelievable athlete, fearless as a runner, worries me. Uh, number two is the te- his teammates absolutely love him. But I don't want to see Saquon screwed, and I just don't know how you give both the money they they get, you know, like what they would get. And as a running back, we know the life of a running back is shorter. But these, t- I, whatever you want to say about Gettleman, he, he seems to have been right on his two biggest picks. Don't true. you agree? It, it, no, it is true. He he was fired. He was embarrassed. He was humiliated, and he traded up to get Daniel Jones. Worked out great. He did draft Barkley, very high for a running back. Yes, so in the end, Mark Gettleman gets the last laugh. But you said what Beningo said. You said no question the Jets become a Super Bowl contender overnight if Aaron Rodgers comes to New York. You know why? Because I think they got the coaching, too. I think they got the coaching. Uh, I, I, Nathaniel Hackett, everyone seems to love him. The horrible head coach, love him as a coordinator. Uh, evidently, uh, Sala is a great salesperson. They say if Sala gets, if you get in front of that coach, he will make the he'll make the move with the free agents will come. And if as long as he emerge, you know, Aaron Rodgers a little different. As long as he wants to play, I hear everybody wants him out of Green Bay. They're done with him. So where's he going to go? Do you want to go to the Raiders? Raiders are a mess. You're going to be 500 at best. It's going to be the same thing as last year. The, the, the Jets are going to spend. They, Joe Douglas, is, you know, he's better than average general manager. Uh, whatever you want to say about Woody Johnson, he will spend. You know, he might not be the best owner, but he'll support it. That's all To me, that's all I want. So, And I'm a Giant fan, but I, I, I'm not a Jet hater. I, they're they're probably my second favorite team. Now the Jaguars are my I'm, – I'm really impressed with right. what they've done. Yeah. 
But uh, but I'm just telling you right now, I think they do. It gets very exciting. Football gets very exciting yeah. in New yeah. York if Rodgers comes here. Daniel Jones, forty million. Josh Allen, forty three million. Patrick Mahomes, and forty five million. Forty one million. Yeah. That's why you're having trouble yeah. being critical of the Jones thing. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg is yeah. right in between there. Yeah, no, I'm really not. But uh, Aaron Rodgers, you ready for this one? Fifty nine million dollars this year. By the way, you know who sat next to me this whole conversation? Your favorite host at WABC. Uh, hop in here for a second. Come in here, say hello quick. Hold on here, Brian, your favorite host. Let's, let's see who he names as his favorite host. Is this Frank? Is that Frank Morano? Absolutely. <laughs> see? There you go. Favorite host should have been all the only clue you needed. <laughs> I, I got news for you. There, I, we all have a favorite host. It's John Casamitidis. So I'm not <laughs> foolish enough to say Amen. Frank Morano early. And how? Yeah, I'm, I'm a have survivor. A good weekend, Brian. All right, Frank. Go All get right, some Brian. Rest. It's a great job as always. We'll all be watching you on Fox and Friends this morning. One Nation. I love that show tomorrow night. And as always, as you do on a weekly basis, that's a touchdown pass, buddy. Thank you so much. Right. And I'll see you at graduate school in Sullivan County with the illegal immigrants. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Sid. Take care, buddy. Brian Kilmeade and uh, Frank Morano comes your way at uh, 10 o'clock right here on WABC. I'll be right back. 